Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. We're on from one till four now, and if you uh, missed the show or would love to hear it again, over and over again, you can go to the iHeartRadio app or the KFI website and download John and Ken On Demand. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, you missed yesterday's show, so you should go do that. You got to get up to date. Oh, you didn't realize you thought you were here? (laughs) I wasn't here yesterday? Oh. Deborah Mark, was he here yesterday? No, he was not. I was here not yesterday. here. Yesterday. You would know no. because you chat. Yes, and you, exactly. You know, exchange yeah. cooking tips. It was lonely in here. There was nobody to bother and nobody to bother me. So that's what's important. That's right. Or not you have somebody to hang out with. Of course, that's it. Is what, what a lot of the remaining people that hang out there do? They hang out in like the little areas of the of the office there and just the remaining and people exactly. Yeah, yeah both know. of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm trying out a new joke uh, and it's flopping tremendously. Would you guys like to hear it? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Isn't this year flying by? This year flying by. by. You don't get it. It's only January 13th, and I'm already making a joke that this year's gone fast. (laughs) Hmm. These two were slow on the uptake. Uh, All right. So, you know, this is the reason you listen to us. We want to make sure you're not getting snowed. And I don't mean literally snowed, I mean BS'd. Does that make it more clear? Apparently, Mayor Karen Bass did a victory lap today in Venice announcing that they had completely cleared a large homeless encampment at Hampton and 3rd Avenues, at Sunset Avenue, or, or Hampton and 3rd Avenue. This is Sunset. the one around the bridge home that Garcetti and Bonin set up. 92 people have been moved into housing, and they were quite excited. I think Tracy Park was there, too. Uh, here's the story 
and then we'll have a guest to tell us what may really be going on. ABC7 reporter Josh Haskell. Cut 11. Last week at one of the largest homeless encampments that's occupied Hampton and Third Avenues at Sunset Avenue for years. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass was joined by Councilwoman Tracy Park and service providers on the first day that Bass's program Inside Safe started clearing the encampment and moving the homeless to this South Los Angeles motel. Under Inside Safe, 31 people have been housed in Hollywood and 92 in Venice so far. I know that the neighbors in Venice are very happy in that one area we were, but we also know Venice has many more problems. It is great that we have cleared it out and we have gotten people housed, but now we need to make sure that that area is not repopulated. So just getting people out of tents and into motels is only step one. Jody Briskin exercises at Gold's Gym next to the encampment. It's unsafe for anybody to walk. Briskin says everything has changed in the last week. Not only does she now feel safe, she believes the unhoused are better off. We have to supply all kinds of services, psychological services, substance abuse services. Nobody wants to be on the street. That's no life. But Eyewitness News spoke with Lee Scott, a resident of the encampment who told us he's been waiting for housing for 19 months. Being put in a whole new place, I have to learn everything all over again, and I have that suspicion in the back of my mind that what happens when they decide to say, oh, well, you don't have another hotel voucher, then I have to come back here and do this again. There have been some complaints about the conditions at the temporary shelters where the homeless have been moved. Mayor Bass told Eyewitness News that she'll look into that immediately because she doesn't want anyone being deterred from getting help because of issues with temporary shelter. All right, so to talk about this, we're going to talk to somebody that's been on the show a number of times before and keeps an eye on Venice and the homeless. It's Soledad Usura, who's going to join us now with her perspective on the victory lap taken by Karen Bass for clearing out a large... Venice homeless encampment. All uh, the media was there covering her. All right, Soledad, welcome. Uh, how are you? Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. All right, what yeah, you, you too. What do you know? What's going on? Well, you know, my outlook for 2023 is going to be one of cautious optimism. So, you know, here in Venice, we have been promised many things. Going back to 2015 with Mayor Garcetti, it's all failed on us. So, you know, Karen Bass is taking this victory lap. She got 92 people housed. But really, her challenge here is going to become enforcement. Because what we have seen time and time again, I mean, going back to when we had 200 people on the Venice boardwalk, we had to spend $5 million to get the encampment cleared and people housed in temporary um, hotels. Then, at like about a few months after that, we ended up with 72 people at the Venice Library. Again, we had to spend millions to do, you know, this same playbook over and over. We're spending millions of dollars. People go into this temporary housing. None of their underlying issues are taken into account, the mental illness and the substance abuse. And lo and behold, they end up right back on the streets again in a different location. So we're going to have to judge this some weeks from now, aren't we? And really, how is she going to do enforcement when look at, you know, a lot of the people on the Democratic Socialist ticket that were elected to L.A. City Council, they're against any kind of enforcement. And they believe that LAPD is inherently racist. So her biggest challenge to enforcing any of this progress and keeping the streets clean is really going to be from the L.A. City Council itself. Oh, you're absolutely right. Everything you say. That's why, you know, we don't we don't honor victory laps here. 
You know, no. that you can have you can have one good day. I'll acknowledge if it's true because I have a hard time believing, you know, any news media stories or any politics. But this is progress compared right. to what Garcetti and Bonin had been doing right, for years, which was pretty much nothing. All right, uh, clearly part of the issue, and, and this is something I've really come to realize in just the last few days. Part of it is is Garcetti was laying inert on the carpeting in his office. He simply wasn't doing anything, and that's that was really difficult to deal with. You can have a fight between people who have different opinions, but when you have somebody who lost interest in the job and just didn't care, what do you do, especially when most of the public didn't know this? And, and so it's I, interesting. You know, one interesting thing, too, is everybody's talking about Karen Bass for declaring uh, an emergency. Now, I think people should remember emergencies often end up hurting the situation because back in 2015, Garcetti had declared a homeless emergency. At the time, in 2015, there was about 26,000 homeless individuals. Seven years later, under his rule and increased spending, there were nearly 42,000 homeless individuals in L.A. Oh, I know, I know. Emergency declarations are stupid. That's why we were mocking Bass's uh, uh, every day since she declared it. They're they're, they're silly, all right? They're just proclamations. You know, all right, so she took the 92. Now we have to— She put them in some hotel in South L.A. is allegedly where a lot of them are. Do we know So are they going to stay there or are they going to wander back to Venice is the question. Well, what happens, and this is what happened with our bridge housing that we have here in Venice, um, people start going back onto the streets and they start putting up tents and they start, it's what you yeah. call dual residency, where they have a bed dual inside, residency. they have a tent outside. Yeah, and that's, it's a, that. we'll probably see this happen over and over. Well, and all right, it's right, a well, well, way of justifying it. Okay, that's the important part. Because Tracy Park came on our show and said it's going to be a special enforcement zone. That was the original promise. That was Bonnet's promise, right. The police are going to be there, and they're not going to allow the tents to come back. Right. They, they, they just simply, I'm sorry, you can't do that. And that enforcement zone has been around for a few years. I know. We were promised that zone, and basically we ended up with less resources, less policing, and you know, even more encampment. Well, uh, Garcetti so, and Bonin were total liars. They're, they're j- the worst, the worst possible psychopathic liars. So now we got a new team. We got Pat- And you heard that guy in the story, this Lee Scott guy that was in the encampment. He said, the motel vouchers run out, and then I may have to come right back here then. So, you know, that's another part of this. And then others complain uh, about the conditions, what? and now Bass is promising, if the hotel, motel conditions are poor, I'll work on that immediately. Well, the thing is... You can't promise to keep everybody off the street forever because you're dealing with crazy people and drug addicts. And irresponsible people. Karen Bass, uh, Jesus himself, could not corral this crowd. They're insane. So eventually, One of the problems is that at least 80% of the people on the streets, especially in Venice, are not from California. And yes. when you think about it, there is no better place to be homeless than in California. Yeah, because not only do we tolerate drug use, we enable it. Yeah, I know. They remember, Garcetti used to always go, our fellow Angelinos, our brothers and sisters. No, they're not. They're all kinds of drug addicts from broken homes uh, from Arkansas and Tennessee and Texas. That's, that's what these people are. And we have no moral, legal, financial obligation to take care of them. We are not here to take care of everybody's busted childhood from 2,000 miles away. That is nonsense. I'm, I'm tired of people feeling sorry for, the, for this crowd. I right, really Soledad. am exhausted by it. Soledad, thank you very much for uh, giving us the uh, Venice look, perspective. Look, I want, Soledad, I want you to be the first one to tell us. 
Yeah, uh, people it, it, coming back or new people moving into this property. It, right. Well, I have I have eight men sleeping outside my house. So you see what happens oh. is when they start moving, um, the big encampments, the people who don't want help, the really bad ones, they start trickling and moving a few blocks. Yeah. Because this population is highly transient. So now we're starting to see the shuffle where, you know, the people who don't want help, they're moving around. And so right now it's a little bit of chaos in the neighborhood. That's horrible. Yeah, uh, well, I mean that's you know we we need we need like uh, like the U.S. Army to 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 get these people out of the city entirely. <laughs> I, I'm serious. There's no way you can you can chase these people from block to block. They'll keep coming back because they have no purpose in life. They're not interested in fixing their addictions or their mental illness. And Karen Bass, like our city, has no idea how to do it. She has right. no idea. How, how, how do you act as like uh, the super drug uh, and, and mental health counselor to 70,000 people laying in the streets? All right, Soledad, thank you very much. we got to go, but we'll thank probably you. have you back on to keep an eye on this. Thank all right, you. that's our guest, Soledad Ucera, who lives in Venice and uh, wanted to see and give us the real perspective as to whether or not this was a big deal, a victory lap by Mayor Karen Bass for clearing out a homeless encampment. Uh, one of the larger ones near the bridge home in Venice, uh, 92 people. Another thing I want to add, you send them to this motel in South L.A., they don't like the conditions or they don't get a voucher or they don't like the rules, they could just wander right back. This is why Housing First is a failure. More coming up, John and Ken, KFI, AM640. Oh, also next, a keyword, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, so we were just doing the story about uh, Mayor Bass heading to Venice today to do a victory lap for clearing out something like 92 people from a large Venice homeless encampment, sending them largely to a motel in South LA. Now connected to this, uh, and John, you know this because you were here yesterday and we had a Palmdale city council member on the show, right? Um, anyway, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Palmdale yeah. was working on a resolution and that council member said they didn't pass a resolution. They're still working on it, but all the media is saying they passed it, saying that they object to Los Angeles sending homeless to their community. There was talk when Bass was running for mayor that uh, maybe we could uh, open up a mental health center in a place like a, Palmdale a, or Lancaster. A and village, send them up there. she called it. A village, yes. yes. a homeless village in Palmdale. Uh, so that's why they both reacted, both Lancaster and Palmdale. When Lancaster passed a resolution to go officially on the record against this idea. Yeah, over, uh, over our dead bodies. The You're name we that. have to keep an eye on, and this is new because Karen Bass is new, and I know she's hanging on to a lot of Garcetti people for now. Zach Seidel apparently is one of Bass's spokes holes. That's the new name to remember. Oh, is this the new spoke? Uh, this is the new hole. This is the possibly. Uh, yeah. It just says Zach Seidel of Bass's office called the Palmdale resolution baseless and misleading. The mayor's homelessness plan does not and will not involve moving people to Palmdale. Okay. Right, you, right now, you know he's somebody to be suspicious of. That's what I said. Because keep an eye he on knows why Palmdale came up with that resolution. He knows why. Because Bass specifically singled out Palmdale as the site of a homeless village when she was running for office. So don't pretend like, oh, it's baseless and misleading and you act all uh, fake offended. No, they, they have every right to lay down their chips right at the beginning and say, no way you're putting your village idea here. And he knows that's why they did it. And he sh all he should do is be nice to them. He should say so, something friendly and conciliatory, not say false and misleading. Baseless. baseless. I hate that Battle word. I the word baseless. Yeah, yeah. baseless. Baseless. <laughs> No, Zach. Sorry, you failed your first test as a spokeshole. Uh, try, try to, try to deal with the truth next time. Maybe you'll do better.
You he know says why. Her plan does not involve moving people to Palmdale. Her strategy focuses on solution, not moving or All hiding right. the crisis, but helping people in encampments. Okay. Now, this part's important. Move into nearby motels and hotels. And by the way, the Venice people ended up in South L.A. at a motel. That's not exactly nearby. Thank God it's still part of the city of L.A. But here's the problem. Bringing to bear the services and resources necessary to bring people inside for good. This idea of housing first is a failure because a lot of these people are going to wander out of these motel rooms. Well, uh, they well, are. That's right. And that's why we're going to be on top of Bass right now to tell you what she's going to fail at. Because all this stuff has been promised and promoted and, and, and to some tiny extent tried. It's always going to fail. You have drug addicts and mental patients that cause uh, nearly 100% of the problems in the street. Drug addicts no. and mental patients. You know what I wish and, someone would do? And we only got a look and a hint at this uh, from the city controller a couple of years ago. You know how sometimes when they count people crossing our border illegally into the U.S., yeah. sometimes it's the same person that comes back and back? This is what I want to know with these homeless people who are, right. quote, housed. How many of them are repeats the next time we house them? How many times have they gone through the right. system to be rehoused? Right, well, repeat well, because, offenders. Because in, in two months they're going to tell us they picked up ninety two people off of Venice, and it's the same ninety two people they sent to South L A last week. Right, and then they so, always tell us, well, we every time we house people, there's another no, person no, falls no, into homelessness. What can we do? I'd like to know if it's the same person. Oh, but, You're oh, telling us they're housed, but they come right back out again because something they object to something. The, and as John said, they've got all these conditions with substance abuse the, the, and the, mental illness the, where they can't stay stable in a place. The drug addicts and mental patients. I, I guarantee you are the same people over and over again because the nature of their their shattered mental state is they can't sit still. They cannot sit still inside a room by themselves. Especially if you give them rules. They have to go out and get their drugs, all right? And, and, and people with schizophrenia have all kinds of characters talking to them all day and night. And they've got to go out and they've got to get food and they've got, they've got, to, they've got to get their drugs. I mean, so of course they're going to be back in the street, and then eventually they're going to be reattracted to street life because that's where their friends are. That's where the freedom is. This is doomed to failure. I'm glad for the people on that Venice block that this crowd is out, and now it's up to everybody to enforce the special enforcement zone there. All right, but you got to just keep them moving. You push them into South LA, and out of South LA, move them somewhere else. We're never going to fix them. Government is never going to fix these people. No one is going to fix these people. There is no fix. It doesn't exist in human nature. It so we're doesn't. At, we're at an early important crossroads in her very short tenure as mayor because, you know, now the approach or rather the image is being given that, you know, problem is being solved. We're going to work on these encampments well. one at a time and clear out the homeless versus whether or not this was just a media show today. And these are repeat offenders who will come right back or camp somewhere else. And well, now I, we saw the boardwalk thing. Let me tell you, by Sheriff Ianueva last year. She's 68 years old. She's used to playing by the old rules. And, and the, one, the one thing that we don't do on our show is play by the old rules. And it confounds politicians because they think if they issue a press release, they have a media photo op, you know, they have a one-day solution, then, then you know, they, they wash their hands <laughs> of it. It's all done. It's right. like, no, guess what? They come back, we're going to be all over you again because that's what's going to happen. These are warmed over Garcetti, Bonin, failed ideas. And, you, and there aren't any ideas to cure this. You simply have to force them out of town. All right, when we come back, Assembly Budget Committee member Vince Fong, he's actually vice chair, a Republican from up in the Central Valley, will join us to talk about, again, 
the whiplash. Nearly a $100 billion surplus for California, now like a $25 billion deficit. Where'd the money go? And uh, is Newsom going to screw this up? Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we're now heard from one to four. So use that iHeartRadio app to uh, check out the podcast if you can't listen to the three hours live. The uh, Moist Line is here today. Uh, we got some callers for you at 320 and 350 to end the show. Well, of course, the announcement was made by uh, Governor Dippity Doo. And, of course, the legislative analyst had pointed this out some time ago. There's a deficit coming for the state of California. Uh, the budget, which has surpassed $300 billion, and the reason that that is astonishing, and this is worth repeating every time, when then-Governor Jerry Brown returned to office uh, back in 2011, his first state budget was $98 billion. By 2018, it had increased to $200 billion. Think about that. And now we're at $300 billion plus. And we're looking at possibly a 22 to $25 billion deficit for this coming year. So the, the budget tripled. The amount of money we spend, tax money, tripled in 11 years. And has gone up 50% just in three years. This and the is, state has not seen a population boom. No. It has not. It's shrinking. We are shrinking. We're going to talk to a Republican, Vince Fong, Central Valley. Yeah. He's vice chair of the Assembly Budget Committee. And he was he's going to explain all this. Vince, how are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Seriously, <laughs> how do you go from 100 billion to 300 billion in 11 years? Where did it all go? It's unbelievable. I mean, we have warned the governor over year after year that you can't keep overspending with no accountability, coupled with a slowing economy. The result was going to be structural deficits, and that's what's happening. We have to. Get back, pare down uh, these government programs. The, as you mentioned before, the Independent Legislative Analyst Office told us last budget cycle, do not create new government programs. Focus on the basics. Focus on the things that are happening right now, the existing government programs. Audit them. Evaluate them. Are they working? Are they not working? If they're not working, then let's, let's well, either cut them or, or reform them. We lived without them until 2011. Now, it's as if we added two extra governments. Oh, if you look at the, the growth of government and the, the, we have agencies and, I mean, you look at the governor's office. I mean, his budget has grown over 100 percent. Is it? And, 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 and the Californians are rightfully frustrated. I mean, the, the, as you mentioned, the budget has grown exponentially and has problems getting gotten better. They haven't. They've gotten worse. Well, is it just hiring a lot of useless people? What, like, where does the, the actual dollars, if we could track the dollars, where does it lead to? Well, a lot of it is, is, is new programs. A lot of it is new people. I mean, I mean there, there are vacancies right now in these agencies that have, have never been filled. So let's, let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of those vacancies. And, and, the, and, and the programs and do what? Dollars. What kind of programs? Well, CARB, uh, as a, for example, got a, a massive expansion. You've got, I mean, you, you have, if you go through the list of, of programs, I mean, every government agency probably has seen a significant increase over the past uh, four to six years, uh, especially during, during the pandemic. I mean, with all the, the, the federal COVID relief that came to California, I mean, you have agencies that probably saw a 1,000% increase in their budget um, that, that they probably had no ability to absorb or and the LAO told us that like let's let's pull that money back 
And we saw what was happening last year with the markets. We knew that California was going to have a downturn in the revenues. And as you mentioned, Vince, the legislative analysts said, don't lock us in. But instead, they expanded Medi-Cal, right, to a whole new group of illegal aliens. They gave out uh, free preschool. Uh, and, of course, they gave out all that stimulus money to everybody. Uh, there was a, n- a number of ongoing programs. The governor touts how, many, uh, how much one-time money uh, he, he, he spent. But if you look at the ongoing programs, those were very, very expensive programs that he did. And, and, and again, the governor is very good uh, at making uh, political headlines. But right. his rhetoric so, does not match reality. We're, we have the highest rate of poverty, but we spend many billions on poverty. We have the highest rate of homelessness. We spend many billions on, on the homeless. So when the money goes to these organizations or to these agencies, are they setting it on fire? Are they going to Hawaii and partying? Or are they just hiring a lot of people who sit at cubicles and workstations? Or maybe they're sitting at home in their underwear now getting paid? We are we're, we are going to have to audit. I mean, this is a, this is what I've been been pushing for within the budget committee. We have to audit all of these programs and find out where this money is going. I mean, the one thing that that uh, is was it's what's even more frustrating is not only is the governor overspending with no accountability, he also is not even investing the things that Californians are demanding. I mean, look at right now with the storms; it's put our water infrastructure uh, and our water policies front and center. So you would think that in the middle of a drought, we have all this water that's now materializing. You would think, okay, is our water system working? Absolutely not. And, and we're not storing that water. So you would think that the governor would invest at least uh, some, do- some money into water infrastructure. All right, can you, yeah. can you explain what, what, why this is? Because we've been out here in, in California a long time now. We've seen a lot of the cycles of drought and, and monsoons and drought and monsoons. And you only, you know, an eight-year-old could figure out that when it's raining hard for a season or two, you have to collect that. You have to store it. You have to collect the water and store it. And this has been going on decade after decade, and they refuse to do it. Why do they refuse to do it? The governor is beholden to, to, to his, his extreme leftist allies that won't allow any new water infrastructure to be built. I mean, we're asking the governor to do two things, two fundamental things when it comes to water policy. One, Pump more water right now. Take as much excess water we have at this very moment flowing into our water system and move it to communities throughout California that need it. That's, I mean, if you can't agree with that right now, I don't know what you're going to do. And then, two, invest in the water storage projects, the water conveyance facilities that will allow us to store more water and to move more water across the state. Imagine if we had Sites Reservoir built. Imagine if we had fixed the Frank Kern Canal and the Mendota Canal and upgraded the aqueduct and raised Shasta Dam. If we, had, if we had those facilities done right now, we would be storing so much water to use in future months. But we haven't. The governor has not exercised any political will to do that. So now we, are, we, we, are, we don't have the facilities to store the water that we need. All right, Vince, thank you very much for coming on once again. And uh, we'll have you on as this budget uh, thing goes through. It, it's going to be more intense. So we'll keep, keep posted. We'll keep you posted. All right, Republican Vince Fong from the Central Valley, vice chair of the uh, Budget Committee. More coming up, John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we're now on from 1 to 4 p.m., so if you miss any live hour, you can pick us up using the iHeartRadio app, or, of course, go to KFIAM640.com for the podcast there. Got a funny email this morning from a woman that was kind of panicky, 
and was sending it her ghoul pool pics, which was weird because she said, well, um, uh, Lisa Marie Presley died. So uh, somebody's probably scored there. I got to get my pics in. I was just very strange. I had to write it back and say, you missed the deadline by a week. And, and the answer is zero. Nobody, had, nobody picked her. Nobody picked Lisa Marie Presley in the ghoul pool for 2023. So at 54, that would have been a valuable pick as far as the numbers go. So, and nobody picked Adam Rich either, who was the eight, of an, eight is enough kid that also died in his 50s. Anybody pick uh, Jeff Beck? I don't know. I didn't check on that one. He's 78, so that wouldn't score as many points, but that's still something. Ray says no one had Jeff Beck. No one had Jeff Beck. Well, look at that. We See, were we off had, to a slow start despite a lot of deaths. In, in, in their heyday, all three of them were very recognizable, and this is what happens. You live <laughs> too long and you, you die unknown. Well, there are so many billions of people on the planet. I mean, who are you going to pick, right? <laughs> it's just kind of funny. 0 for 3. The entire audience went 0 for 3 this week. All right. Well, here's a big story locally today. If you've been driving on the roads in places like Echo Park, Pasadena, Atwater Village, now I'm seeing a story out of West Hollywood. You may have seen the crazy road rage guy driving a dark gray Tesla with really a buzz, buzz haircut, a mask. And he's wielding a metal pipe. People are coming out all today because this story has been getting a lot of play when it was first run by television stations. And now other people are calling into the stations and saying, hey, I had an encounter with that guy. So let's get the lowdown from ABC7 reporter Christiane Cordero. In the past 24 hours since airing this video of a man swinging at a driver's vehicle on the two freeway. ABC7 has heard from several others who say the same thing happened to them by the same person. It was just so random. Who does that? Who is that is the question the CHP and other police departments are now tasked with answering. The two women we spoke with today do not want to be identified. I don't feel safe, you know, to even post anything or even go anywhere. She went to a storage facility in Atwater Village two months ago and said when she turned a corner, the man got out of his car unprovoked and harassed her. So she started recording. Better go outside of Cali where you came from. You don't even know where I'm from. I'm born and raised in LA. After the video, she told us she reported him to the storage facility management, then tried to move on with her day. I ended up leaving, and at the red light, he comes after me. He literally comes after me and follows me out. Still as you're driving. As I'm driving. Which has been the more typical encounter from reaching out of his vehicle towards another on side streets in Pasadena. To this one in Echo Park, showing who appears to be the same person getting out of the same charcoal Tesla with no plates on the freeway. What? <laughs> and in Atwater Village just yesterday, the man who recorded his fate with road rage was following the driver after noticing he had just hit someone else. All I did was, because he was taking forever to merge, and I just honked. Layla is that someone else. You can see her swerve to exit in this video before he jumps out of his car and runs towards her. I honestly did feel like he was going to either break my windows and pull me out. She described the same metal pipe that hit her car. The dent is only part of the damage. It took a long time to buy a new car, and two years ago I brought a new car. That was economical for me, and um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Gary. The drivers in each of those videos that you saw, including the two women we spoke with, have filed police reports, but so far there is no indication that officers have found or arrested a suspect.
There is lots of video of this guy. I don't know if you watch these reports on ABC7. Uh, they will find him. He's very recognizable, even though he's wearing a mask, the little buzz haircut, the face. Bug eyes. I, I mean, he literally stops his car in front of her on a freeway lane and just pounces right out with the metal pipe in his hand and just starts pounding on the side of the car. This is one crazy person. Of course, driving a Tesla. I wonder if uh, he's, uh, (laughs) maybe he stole it. Uh, There's no plates on it. They look blacked out or something. I wonder if he uh, is jacked up on meth. Because meth will make you hyper-aggressive and violent. I think there has to be some sort of thing like that going on because it seems like this is all he wants to do is drive around and look for somebody's car to pound. One of the photos I saw, his eyes were, were, were bugging out. Yeah, he, which 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 is another sign. And well, and, and, well, he got, he got honked at. It's road rage, you know. You lose control, right? Yeah. Oh man, that is. I I, I tell my wife constantly, don't honk, do not honk. It doesn't matter what anybody does. Because what, what was that story the other day we had? Like forty percent of people are carrying a gun. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, or carrying some sort of weapon, right. right? Or then you got this guy swinging the pipe. It's like just take it, just eat it. Whatever but, they did to you, just. Uh, He's Keep looking quiet. for a fight. There's some people that lose it in the moment, but this guy is out there driving around wrong with looking to smash somebody's car. He hasn't hit anybody yet. Not yeah, no, he, he's, 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 got, he's mentally ill. He's a refugee from somewhere, and he fell into drugs, and, and now the drugs are short-circuiting his brain, and he's running around banging people with a pipe. And that's that old Karen line. You're not from Cali, are you? Apparently, we did hear him in one of those uh, pieces of audio. And, we, and you actually answered back. To I am that, too. I was like, don't no, don't argue with him. With him. What's, what's get wrong out of with there. you? <laughs> People feel the need to defend themselves all the time. I am too. It's like, no, no, shut up and run. It's gonna you hit you what, over the head with that well, thing. Based on what you said, you know what can happen? He starts pounding on a guy's car. The guy that's got that gun in the uh, in yeah. The, uh, the dashboard well, or the glove compartment may pull it out and shoot him. He's going to die, this guy. Yeah. You can't just do this Oh, to I think, you know what? I think that's this where we're This could be headed. considered a threat that could, could smash the car. He could smash you. I think the age of vig- vigilantism is coming. You do. That's, that's the sense I have. You can't yeah. even look at somebody. They get annoyed. I mean, really, I'm terrified when I'm driving for the most part. And I saw a Tesla today in front of me with no license plates, and it was gray, and I was pretty nervous. Really? Oh, I stayed in front away. Of you. Yes. Oh, you, you should have honked at him. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you you're a honker, aren't you? Um, I do honk on occasion. <laughs> yeah. I've honked. I mean, we all honk. We all do. No, I've I've cut it out of my system. You're the one that gets I, honked at anyway. I get you barely honked. pay any attention. When I you get drive. honked at, yes, but I don't honk at other people. No, I I assume that everybody everybody out there want, is capable of killing me. So I I don't. That's I, reasonable. Yeah, I don't I don't want to agitate anybody. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.